0: Everyone has an opinion, but he's got the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB.
1: Live from Sherwood Forest, Hour One, the radio hour of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins now. I am the aforementioned Eric Von Hessler. Surrounded as usual by the doctrinaires, Man of a Thousand Voices, Tim Andrews is here. Good morning. She is so pregnant, this is not a joke, this is her due day. Autumn Ah. Fisher is here. Hello. Okay, if you have any problems at any time and you need to scamper away, feel (laughs) free to do so.
2: Please, keep your fingers crossed for me, please. Is the
1: hubby at home in
2: case? No, Mm -mm, Um, no. we're just going about our business. You're
1: just going to Uber it, Uber it to the hospital if you need (laughs) to. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I'm just going to stand outside and just see you know yeah. who picks me up. You know what? Hitch a ride.
1: And also, the handsomest producer in all of producery, Jared Yamamoto, is here. Happy Friday. Yeah, you know what? Uh, you usually annoy me with the first thing that you say, <laughs> but today you do not. It, it is a happy Friday. It's another <laughs> beautiful day in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm in such a good mood. i got to tell you right now, I do not feel like working. So let's not work. Let's have fun. Let's start with this.
3: Headlines for Friday, January 27th.
1: All right, first of all, before, before we get to headlines, I just want to say, there are so many Trump headlines. This president of ours is doing so many things and upsetting so many people, and I only have an hour on the radio side every day. So rather than starting with this, that, or the other Trump story, let me just go through, I don't know, 15 or 20 of the possibilities with headlines. Okay, so... Uh, Trump suggested import tax, uh, 20% import tax from Mexico, right, to build the wall. the State Department outgoing mass exodus of people. At the State Department they don't like Trump. I think that's probably a good thing. Uh, Trump campaign against bureaucracy alarms federal workers. You know what? Anything that alarms federal workers, I'm all for. Uh, the White House will publish a weekly list of crimes committed by immigrants. Uh, okay, I don't know. Trump preparing to rock UN. Senior Secret Service agent oh, with says, a concert? <laughs> "Yes, he's going to put on." Peter Frampton a- <laughs> is opening for me. <laughs> Senior. Secret Service agent would take jail time over a bullet for Trump. Trump says torture works as U.S. plans terror investigation review. Trump makes claims during uh, ABC News uh, interview about voter fraud. Uh, Trump opens new investigation on voter fraud. Uh, Trump is still using his old, insecured Android phone, according to reports. Trump to Chicago, fix violent crime or I'll send in the feds. Donald Trump tells Detroit Auto CEOs that environmental regulations are out of control and uh Iran actress to boycott oscars over racist trump visa ban can i say to this actress we don't care about what our actors and actresses think about politics and uh we're not gonna we're not gonna have iranians lecture us about civil rights okay that's probably not gonna happen so what i'm saying to you start me off with a non-Trump story. Sure. All right. The bull- I, I've just gone through it. What I'll do is, throughout the hour, I'll go back to some of these headlines, and I'll give you a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Because there's some things that this guy does that I like. I like the rolling back of regulations. I like the unleashing of uh, the animal spirits of the business world. Uh, but uh, when you're saying that... Okay, see what I I said I don't want to talk about it, and now here I am talking about it. But, uh, you know, just saying that three to five million people uh, were fraudulent voters... Where does that number come from? Do you know this? I looked into this. If you took every single person that's in jail in the United States of America, small jails, county jails, city jails, perhaps there's a Hamlet jail somewhere. Do we still have Hamlets in the United (laughs) States of America? Sounds charming. Federal prisons. The most charming jail. Did you know that if you put them all together, there's two million people incarcerated in this country? Hmm. So... He's talking about 3 to 5 million people <laughs> voting illegally. You, you would have voter fraud at every polling place all the time for this to be true. And I don't quite understand why he's continuing on. I think there's a number out there that may be 400,000. I don't know. I don't even know if that's a real number. Uh, in Georgia, they're saying, we didn't have one single fraudulent vote. <laughs> I don't know where all these coming from, but 3 to 5 million. So that kind of talk... And also, uh, suddenly Mexico's our biggest enemy. You know, we've decided to humiliate the president of Mexico. I don't quite understand that. So the Von Hessler Doctrine is, I like some things... I don't like other things, but if you're going to lift regulations, if you're going to lower taxation, if you're going to release the animal spirits of the business world, I'm all for that, and I'm wondering why you just don't stop there. <laughs> why do we have to have all of this other nonsense? Or so as Herman Cain says, noise. So give me <laughs> give, give, me a story that's not about Trump. From Trump to doom here, Eric, the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists
3: say we are creeping closer to the apocalypse.
1: So what do they do, as usual? Jared misses the punch no, of the story. They've no, they, they they the
3: moved clock? the doomsday clock to two and a half minutes until midnight. So that's the closest it's ever been to that point.
1: Yeah, and what I say to that is uh, if the sounder of it.
2: Fake news!
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> this doomsday clock is beyond fake news. Let me tell you, so you, they say it's two and a half minutes till doomsday. Correct. Th- which I think still means the end of the world. Yes. So if there was any validity to this whatsoever, this would have been the response. You, you say it to me. Say, uh, we're two and a half minutes from the end of the world, Jared. We're two and a half minutes till the end of the world. Ah! The reason that isn't the response <laughs> <laughs> is because there's absolutely no there there. I'm reading the uh, Washington Post. I know people, WSB, don't like the fact that some of their hosts actually read the Washington Post. I apologize. I read across the whole spectrum. Now Their, their headline is just, the doomsday clock just advanced. Thanks to Trump, <laughs> it's now just two and a half minutes to midnight, which means doomsday. The end is nigh. The end is nigh. <laughs> What does it mean? I don't know. It's a stupid <laughs> symbolic thing that's symbolic of nothing.
2: I don't know. They they spend a lot of time calculating. Yeah, and coming yeah. up with reasonable, real facts and data.
1: You know, what, so I'm looking at a picture and I see one of the scientists here that's involved, and this guy's a big time liberal, big time liberal. This whole thing is just such phony baloney. First of all, when did it start? 1945. That's correct. Okay, 1945, they started this thing. I like the way they, they, uh, the, the clock is symbolic. <laughs> Sitting at the intersection of art and science. What the hell? What does that mean?
5: <laughs> Sounds factual <It's>, to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I should get upset by this symbol that stands at the intersection of art and science because it might mean something. In the very beginning, it was uh, 17, was it 7 minutes till or 17 minutes? So I can't remember. Whatever their first one. in nineteen. 19- it was 7. It was actually 1947 when this thing came out. So the, they set the clock at uh, 7 minutes before midnight, meaning doomsday, in 1947. Why? Because one of the scientists involved, his wife was an artist, and she created the clock. And she thought it looked good. <laughs> It was aesthetically pleasing to set it at seven minutes before midnight that's how that's how uh, much we should uh, take our cues from this and uh, supposedly, in the beginning, it was atomic scientists, and all they were talking about was nuclear weapons, hydrogen bombs, atomic bombs. Things that would really end humanity. It's supposed to be about the things that end humanity. But now it's become even more political. Climate change. (laughs) Donald Trump doesn't believe in climate change. Now, first of all, even if you do believe in climate change, I don't think it's an end of humanity kind of thing. It's people being displaced, maybe some people dying. It's not the end of humanity as we know it. So they've dipped that in, and they've uh, also, in, in their explanation... They've said something about how we have a president now who doesn't look at the facts of science and denies climate change. You know what I would say to scientists? That's your fault. You got political. When the scientists got political, that's when that when you throw anything into the realm of politics, I've got news for you. There's always 17 different sides of a political argument. And once you decide to throw something into the political arena, arena, you're not going to be allowed to be a monolith anymore. Suddenly, things are going to get debated. So if scientists are upset that there are politicians out there who say they don't believe their findings, don't blame the politicians. They're politicians. They're being political. They're doing their proper job. You want to argue with them? Find your politician to spout your, your side. You're the ones who messed up. When the scientists decided to get political, that's when they threw science into the political realm. I have no idea what to believe about climate change anymore, except that the climate does change, and I'm assuming that it is changing. How much of the current change that we see now is being caused by man-made activity, I've got to be honest with you, I don't know. But I have read things on both sides from scientists. Somehow I found the 2% of scientists who disagree <laughs> and read lengthy uh, articles that they've written. But the fact of the matter is, the scientists got political. Aren't there some scientists out there saying they're going to have their big march on Washington? Which, I believe so. Which, you know, would be hilarious, because scientists take themselves so seriously, I guarantee you, they'll all wear, like, the white smocks.
5: I can't wait to see the signs.
1: Oh, I'm sure they'll be... As, yes. as, 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 you know. so if the scientists look scientists should, scientists should <laughs> I didn't mean smocks what am I talking about the white uh, lab coats yes the lab coats not that's the, the only
2: type of scientist there is uh, mm-hmm. I'm
1: saying that's what they're going to do they're going to mm-hmm. make sure that they wear the uniform of the scientist and if you want to go out there and march scientists should not be marching as scientists at the end of the day when they clock out of their research laboratory and they're themselves they should get involved with in politics as an individual just like everybody else but when you get out there and you throw yourself as scientist into the political arena, guess what? No one gets to be a monolith that isn't challenged, that goes unanswered in the political arena. So if you don't like the fact that science is now political, blame yourself, scientist, because you're the ones who decided to become political. More of this nonsense when we return.
2: Minute closer to midnight. It is now two and a half minutes to midnight.
1: Oh, I can't get I can't get off of this uh, doomsday clock nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Again, why aren't people running for the hills? If it's two and a half minutes to doomsday, why aren't people running for the hills? Because we all understand it's nonsense. It means nothing. And then we figured out who this guy was. I saw the picture where they're unveiling the new doomsday clock because uh, Trump has somehow moved us thirty seconds closer to something that we haven't hit. It was supposed to be seven minutes in 1947. It's symbolic, Eric. It's not a real minute. It means nothing. A symbol means something. Like a symbol at the core, at the bottom, you can play around with it. It's a metaphor. It's a, but it means something. This atomic clock, this doomsday clock, means nothing. And I knew that before I saw the picture. When I saw the picture of one of these scientists, I'm into popular science. I watch all these Discovery Channel things and Science Channel stuff. And uh, this guy, this Lawrence Krauss, this guy hates Republicans. How do you know that? I, because, because I've watched him on these popular science shows. Then I go to like YouTube and I watch longer lectures and mm. science presentations that are put on around the country. And he's quite often one of the guys who's speaking on these things. And he's always... There is not an opportunity. I'll tell you, this guy can figure out a way to make fun of Republicans during a symposium on string theory. This guy hates Republicans so much, and I'm here to tell you, that's what the Von Hessler Doctrine is here for. I'm telling you something that I'll bet no other outlet anywhere is telling you. This guy who unveiled the Doomsday Clock, and the new Doomsday Clock, and the new time, is a rabbit anti-Republican. He hates Republicans. Don't you think that ought to be part of the story rather than these idiots of the Washington Post? Oh my God. Oh my goodness. They've changed the doomsday clock. Ah! (laughs) What you're listening to, ladies and gentlemen, is the real sound of the world if we found out that we were two and a half minutes from doomsday. (laughs) <laughs> oh, we just
2: did you record that on the street? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I did. Yeah. We, we just saw we just saw uh, we thought that that meteor was going to go past us, but no, it's not. It's going to wipe out 17 major cities. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only proper response to a threat of Doomsday. These are not scientists. They are witches. <laughs> <laughs> Burn him! <Womit. laughs> they are witches. They, I mean, this, is, this makes no sense whatsoever. There is nothing that Trump has done in six days that means that we are closer to doomsday. But this guy, look him up. I, anybody look him up. Lawrence M. Krauss. K-R-A-U-S-S. And you will find a rabid, anti-Republican, Anti-conservative. Oh, but wait a minute. He's a scientist. Oh, maybe he proved that Democratic policies are better for the country than Republican. He's a scientist, right? These arrogant scientists. What are they going to do there, March? I
3: was going to say, you better watch out, Eric. Mr. Krauss might move that clock a little bit closer after hearing this rant now.
2: Uh, no, I thought you were in a good mood today.
1: I am in a good mood. Because the Von Hessler Doctrine is here to tell people things they don't hear in other places. And every once in a while, bingo. Look him up. Sci- Lawrence M. Krauss, the scientist behind the doomsday clock, <laughs> is a rabid. And you want to talk about arrogance? This guy, I can't even say the word what he is, but it starts with an A and it ends with an E. And there's a word that implies Digging in there somewhere they've, yes? tw- they've tweeted that
3: their march will be announced soon that's science march dc so don't worry eric you can be there for them yeah
1: we're scientists don't question us
3: <laughs> morons we'll be back
1: eric von Hessler on wsb that is correct listen to the man with a big voice i'm the person this is the show those other voices they're doctrinaires So just to sum up, because if I tried to do all the Donald Trump stories in one hour, I would never get out of the weeds. So Von Hessler Doctrine, on awakening the animal spirits of the business world, all for it, yay. On freezing bureaucrats and bureaucracies, all for it, yay. The wall, not my cup of tea, but you voted for it, so it's a promise, I get it. Humiliating Mexico's president. Thumbs down. No. The Von Hester Doctrine <laughs> doesn't really quite understand what that's about or why it is. But, you know, I don't know why, again, we have CNN on, on the monitor here in the studio. I guess just local pride or something. I don't know. But it's hilarious because I can't hear it, and I'm just looking at it. And apparently somebody, uh, to Steve Bannon or somebody, said the media should keep their mouth shut, which seems ridiculous. But every morning on CNN, I just watch these pundits and people, and they're all just navel-gazing Trump has them dancing to his tune. You know, just every day, it's just like uh, the media. Uh, who are we? Uh, what are we? Uh, what should we do next? Mm-hmm. How does, I mean, it's just They spend half their 24 hours of these networks debating what they should be doing about this. And meanwhile, he's behind the scenes unregulating this and unregulating that. So I hope that that's a plan. I kind of think he's lucking into that because, look, let's just get the economy going and forget about who... Three to five million voters, and you know, let's have a friend. If we can look, if we can have a friend in Israel, what Trump went in there and saying the way Obama treated Israel was horrible. Uh, let's not replace Israel with Mexico. They are an ally. I know we have our issues, but we ought to be able to work out work them out together. So that, that's a lot of thumbs up for Trump, but not on the humiliating the Mexican president. So there's one more story before we get to uh, uh, Greg Russ that we didn't get to about marching. So the scientists are going to march soon. But uh, what's with the Women's March now?
3: Yeah, so Time Magazine has used its February 8th cover to drive home the significance of the Women's Marches in Washington and around the country, and they've got this hat that they're using. I don't think I can say the name. Of, can I say the name of the hat that we, they're we'll, using? We'll call it the Female Parts Hat <laughs> okay,
1: here, here on WSB. <laughs> uh, just very quick on this. Let me look at this now. So the left, the resistance, has Time Magazine on their side. Trump has Twitter who do you think is going to win that war <laughs> I can't find Time Magazine i got to be honest with you I don't even see it in the checkout line at stores anymore I don't know where you find it. I was at my dentist office yesterday I didn't see a Time Magazine how do you even get Time Magazine in the year 2017 I guess you subscribe. don't have a subscription no I
2: don't I'm sure
1: it costs $2.50 a year to have a subscription I think
2: you can get it free for five years and then after that you pay five cents you a want, to know,
1: want to know why this is, on, this is on the cover of Time Magazine because Time Magazine looked at out and thought, maybe we can actually sell three million yeah. copies of Time Magazine. <laughs> it's like a boutique thing. All right, I can't put it off any longer. Now is the time. Let's do it. He's a misanthrope. He has a dark heart, and he needs a good psychiatrist.
0: New York, New York. It's Greg Russ
1: I with stories from Studio B One. You know what, Gregory? What? They have done research here because you don't just put a show like this on the air without doing research. Yes. And it turns out that uh, most listeners, and I guess most people, don't know what the word misanthrope means. I was in a meeting and this came up. Mm-hmm. And there was some idea that uh, maybe we shouldn't use the word misanthrope. People don't know what it means. And I thought, it's not, you know, we can challenge people a little bit. Google it. It's not that difficult.
6: Yeah, you don't even you can just ask Siri to define it for you. Yeah, it's
1: not that difficult. So uh, I'm not going to. I'm going to continue to use it, and I'm going to challenge you to go out and figure out what in the world it means. (laughs) Uh, Before we get to stories from Studio B1, Greg Rush, you like me, are into the popular science. We watch these uh, silly science shows. We'll watch any show on string theory and blah 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 because we're kind of silly. But so you you're familiar with this guy Lawrence Krauss. The guy who's behind the Doomsday Clock. You know who this guy is. Yes. All right. This guy, Just, just back me up on this. This guy is an arrogant jerk. Am I right or am I wrong?
6: I I heard your rant before. I just to answer your question. Strictly answering question, yes, he's an arrogant jerk. He's like a uh, Richard Dawkins. Yeah. That guy's a jerk too.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. These are people that you can agree with or disagree. With. These are people who are such jerks. You can actually agree with them and still think that they're jerks.
6: Well, that the Dawkins book, uh, "The God Delusion," uh, you know, a subject that I'm interested in. Yeah, I, I have that book on my shelf. I never read it because I watched a video of him, and he's so full of himself. Yeah. that I don't. I, yeah. I have no interest in actually reading the book because of that, yeah. not because of the content or yeah. the topic, because of him.
1: No, it's a. And, and if people don't know the God Delusion, it's uh, Richard Dawkins is an atheist, and he sets out to prove. That there is no God. God, which is a daunting task, because I always, I always heard that you can't prove a negative. So, but if you read this book, he just hates religious people, and he makes no sense. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm open to any argument. I'm, I have an open mind. But it's just, it's just a hatred of religious people. And this guy, Lawrence Krauss, that's behind the doomsday clock, which you should know, hates Republicans. I've watched things on YouTube with this guy, and it's supposed to be about string theory, and somehow this guy figures out a way to make fun of Republicans in the middle of a science symposium, and this is 2008, 2009. So, at least when you're looking at this ridiculous doomsday clock, and Greg, what do you think of the doomsday clock? Come on, it's, it's a stupid, it's not even symbolic, because a symbol has to point to something.
6: Um, I like watching it. It's like those end-of-the-world shows that they'll show on Discovery. Yeah. Or I think you watch it. Oh, look at all the ways I'm going to die. So, you know, I use it as a reason to be miserable. I'm like, look, it's just ticking closer to midnight. What's the point?
1: As if you need another reason to be miserable. I'm surprised you even seek that out. But let me just say, if you want to watch something that really should scare the heck out of you, how about the debt clock? Let's let's feature that one. That's a lot more relevant to your life than uh, some phony baloney art meets science intersection countdown doomsday clock. Anyway, give me a story or two from Studio B one. That's what you're here for, Greg.
6: Yeah, the serious stories. You mentioned Twitter. You know, you were talking about Time Magazine and Twitter. Yeah. Um, big uh, by news. the way, by
1: the way, you're in New York City. Do you ever see Time Magazine? I don't know how no. to find it. I don't, no. I don't even know how to find a Time magazine. I'm, I'm thinking about just even the newsstands on the sidewalk.
6: I'm sure there's a Time magazine there, but I, I'm really focused on the Skittles at that point. What flavor <laughs> <I thought. laughs>
1: magazines in general. I was at my dentist office yesterday, and the, the table in the waiting room, you could tell that nobody even moves the magazines anymore. Because I don't you just, know.
2: Have you seen the new Highlights magazine this month? Now, if you were really a kid, good.
1: maybe. But what happens is everybody just gets on their phone. Goes through their mail. So even the old magazines at the dentist office, people aren't even reading them there. Yes, Jerry? You should
6: check the dates on them. They're probably from six, seven years ago. I would imagine.
1: I mean, why would they waste money Uh, getting new magazines?
3: Nobody reads them. They've got a deal going on on TimeMagazine.com. $24.95 for
1: 52 issues of Time Magazine. If they want to get people in, they need to drop that down by about (laughs) $23.50. All right, go, go finish your story, Greg.
6: Uh, Twitter, moments. The moments tab, it's being replaced with Explore. Who cares?
1: I'm not on Twitter. (laughs) End of that story. Let's move on. Greg Russ has no social media (laughs) footprint. He's not on Twitter. He's not on Facebook. I used to make fun of him, but uh, I think more and more now he's actually looking like the smarter one. So moments, I never even understood what that was. I never went there. I don't like any kind of outlet through media to tell me what a moment is. My moment is the moment that I decide. I don't want you and editors deciding, hey, there was a moment. Did you miss it? Well, hit this tab. You can't boss me, Twitter. That's right. They can't boss me. So now it's the explore tab.
6: It's good, yeah. It's going to make it easier for users to keep in touch with what's going on in the world. And you know also what? search through Twitter oh, for, yeah. for different things. You can search for different things now.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, there's a search bar. There's that was a always search there. bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you God. can always just check what's trending. You know what I can't understand about Twitter is uh, the President of the United States makes all of his news. I mean, basically, uh, we're at, at, in a Cold War with Mexico based on tweets from the President of the United States. That's how important Twitter is as a platform. But they can't figure out a way to make money. They're not successful, and they're in the news constantly. I can't tell you. One of the funniest things in the world for me is to watch ESPN and watch these anchors read athletes' tweets about something that happened. (laughs) And every single time they do it, the Twitter logo is up there. You would think that this would just be bringing in all kinds of people to Twitter. They can't make money, and they're failing. So, you know, if moments didn't work, I'm going to predict Explore doesn't work, because we all know what a search bar is. Next story.
6: Uh, for the first time in 36 years, somebody's going to try a live Super Bowl ad. Dangerous. Dangerous. It's going to be Adam Driver of Girls' Fame. Uh, Not Star Wars. Uh... Girls. Oh, that's right.
1: It's a Snickers ad. Yeah, Greg, Greg doesn't watch Star Wars, so it's, it's of Girls' Fame. It's a Snickers <laughs> ad. So Snickers usually does the, uh, uh, the 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 celebrity who's in a bad mood and it turns out to be somebody else kind of ad. Um, yes. So what are they going to do what was was still is it going to be one ad or is it going to be a series of ads
6: It's going to be I'm looking at the yeah, trailer there's it. a tr- what well no I've watched the trailer here and it's vague yeah it doesn't tell you anything so they're
1: teasing it. it's going to be the beginning of the third quarter I think yeah. Yes. But this, this is, is 90- 90 this is dangerous although you know the Super Bowl I think they're what are they charging this year Jared? I, do you know Greg what they're charging for 30 seconds of the Super Bowl
6: uh, between 5 million and 5.5 million. For if, a 30-second ad.
1: If I was on a board of directors, I would know to try to fire whoever came into the office and said, let's do a Super Bowl ad. What an absolute waste of – how can you as a company not do better with your $5 million than 30 seconds when, the, when America's going to the bathroom mm-hmm. before the game comes back? These things are so – there are always three or four ads in the Super Bowl that make no sense because there's are small companies that are spending all their money on this, trying to get known, and they have a committee of people putting an ad together. And there have been three or four that I've seen that just literally make no sense.
5: If you want to be a real marketing genius and you're going to do a live commercial, you need to hire Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson, promote yeah. that, and then everybody's eyes will be on it.
1: Anything right. can happen. Right. Right. Because of the, uh, what do you call that, uh, Nipplegate? Can I say that? You
2: can. Nip slip. Hey, well, you stop!
1: Man. You got to push it. She's pregnant, people. That's not pushing it. She's I'm pregnant.
2: Less than the word you did. She's no, that's, not.
6: that's rhyming. That's rhyming. That's okay. great. That's radio. Yeah. Radio loves rhyming.
1: Hey, although I, I'm the man who refers to the women's marching hats as female parts hats. All right, do you understand that my shock <laughs> really jock days, my shock jock days, are behind me? I'd rather not have a ring to it and still have a job come Monday morning. <laughs> All right, our final se- segment, I believe Paul Staley from Kiss is here. I just got here. To tell us what we learned this week on the Von Hessler Doctrine. Jared was just telling me, what did somebody
3: just Facebook me? Uh, he says, Jeff Stevens says, uh, nah, there nah, are nah. 11.5 illegal immigrants here in the U.S. with all the states that don't have voter ID laws. Eric, it would be easy to find two to three so that's what the
1: president should do he should start uh he should start investigations based on a fishing expedition it should be easy to find no if you're saying it's three to five million trump should at least say where he got that number from he won't even say where he got the number from you take you take all the people together that we have in all prisons and jails in this country it's two million if you had six million people five million people you would have voter fraud going on in every precinct all day long, and there's no evidence of that. So there should be no investigation until Trump says, I got this number from this place, this is why. The president shouldn't start an investigation as a fishing expedition because we think it would be easy to find this stuff. So there you go. If you just turned in, oh, that must be an anti-Trump show. No, it's not an anti-Trump show. It's not a pro-Trump show. It's an Eric Calls him The Way He Sees him show, and on our last segment of the week, we are blessed with the presence of Paul Stanley from the rock group Crit Kiss...
7: Thanks for having me. I love being here. It's to, a nice place. Yeah, to let us know what we learned this week. All right. Well, we did learn a couple of things. President-elect Trump is upsetting everyone. Mm-hmm. Look, you can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs, so let him, uh, let him just, you know, if you can't handle it, out of all that stuff. <laughs> I, looked
1: up, <laughs> I looked on the internet for the rarest thing that can be found on the earth. You know what it is? White peacocks. Ah. But after uh, seeing the interview last night, I think there's something rarer. What's that? Disagreement between Sean Hannity and Donald Trump. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I like
7: Sean Hannity. He likes pillows. Um, the doomsday clock is close to midnight. Does that mean if we don't end climate change the world turns into a pumpkin? That is think exactly about it.
1: What- <laughs> Which actually promotes more vegetation. I think it's a good thing.
7: I think so, and I like pumpkins. <laughs>
1: I don't know how to respond to that. I've never had somebody tell me they like pumpkins before. You
7: just say, okay, I like them too, or I "I don't like pumpkins. Like
1: a four-year-old kid would say that to me.
7: Well, hey, I'm, I'm, (laughs) I'm, look, pumpkins are good.
3: What show are you going to see? I'm uh, flying to Vegas to see Marshmallow, and I hope I don't die this weekend.
7: Do you know who Marshmallow is? Marshmallow? I don't... What's Marshmallow? Is it some sort of a play or something? (laughs)
1: It's an EDM (laughs) artist.
7: Oh, EDM. Yeah, that's all clicks and whistles. I don't get it.
1: (laughs) All right. You know what? We do a podcast right after this. Go to Von Hessler Doctrine on Facebook. You can watch us do it Facebook Live. It'll be available on WSB Radio app later this afternoon. The Radio Hour and the Podcast Hour. All together, the Clark Howard Scam Alert is next, followed by the WSB Expanded Noon News with Sabrina Cupid and Chris Camp. That was the radio hour of the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. Almost live from Sherwood Forest, hour two of the Von Hessler Doctrine, the podcast hour, begins now. We've actually lost one doctrinaire, Jared Yamamoto, is on his on his way to Las Vegas to see an EDM artist named Marshmallow.
2: What happens
1: in Vegas stays right
5: there.
8: Marshmello. I wonder if the stuttering is caused by the EDM, all those flashes and beats. Possibly,
1: possibly. It's epilepsy,
6: is what you're saying.
1: Yeah. Epilepsy. It's an epileptic tick. So uh, that voice, Greg, he was with us on the radio side. He's still with us from Studio B1. Sometimes. Yeah. I'm with you. No, I mean, you're still with us today. Follow yeah,
6: next, me. Then, so, so for the future, just know when I send you a schedule. Say, I'll be on the show Monday, Wednesday, yeah. and Friday. I yeah. just mean Friday.
1: Yeah, he sent me the schedule <laughs> about his availability this week. It all turned out to be... As phony as that doomsday clock.
6: I I tried. I was very stressed this week.
1: I'll bet. We'll get to all that. Let me do the introductions first. I really feel like I'm going to have to wrangle cats today. Everybody's up. Everybody's in a mood. (laughs) Nice not me. Uh, Tim Andrews, man of a thousand voices. I just want that chocolate donut. Yeah, we'll get to that in a moment. Mm -hmm. Where there's a chocolate donut. Wait, did he lose? (laughs) Did he lose
6: some voices? Nice was It's always a thousand? I thought it was like a man of no. a million voices. No, uh, no
1: I mean, a thousand's enough, right? I what think that's an overestimation.
5: That's overestimation. Possi- overestimation, uh, uh, the, the the overestimation.
2: Jared, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So, so, so. <laughs> How's Marshmallow? Anyway, it's I terrible. wanted to play some Marshmallow, but Facebook Live knocks you off if you, you know, God forbid, I don't understand this. God forbid you actually. Maybe somebody would be watching our Facebook live, and they would. Oh, that marshmallow. That's cool. You would think it would be so. good to get it out there, but no, I think you can can't
2: play like fifteen seconds.
1: Okay, this is what it sounds like. There it is. That's what he's going to Vegas for. Okay, <laughs> sounds so, like uh, something from Stranger Things. The, yeah. the so show. It does. Uh, Where
3: so do you know? The I venue? don't know. Wh-
1: I don't know what the venue is in Vegas. Anyway, Autumn the Hard Fisher. Rock Hotel. Hold on a second, Greg. I'm still Told attempting you. to introduce people. <laughs> it's still her due date and she's still with us because she's a trooper Autumn Fisher hello now just because she's a trooper doesn't mean that she's not annoying don't get me wrong <laughs> I drew a picture of her Was <laughs> this your you picture? Of her? yeah it's wow very, it's very big Just it's just a big egg yeah. wait so the due date's today the due date is today
2: I mean a due date is somewhat meaningless I mean when are you going to squirt
1: it out?
6: what's that? when, when are you, you... going to squirt the thing out?
2: I hope it's soon. A lot of weird things have to happen. Like, their lungs have to be ready to breathe outside the womb, and that triggers all of these hormones and other things that happen that make you start. And then your water
1: breaks, and then you tell your husband you have to go.
6: Hey, yeah. so just, uh, I don't care about my birthday. Like, I really don't like celebrating it. It's February 2nd. But yeah. the idea of you having the kid on my birthday, <laughs> now all of a sudden, I'm like, no, don't do that.
1: No, um, well, don't actually, do it. both okay. of my kids are in that first week. So I have my, uh, my, Eighteen-year-old turns nineteen on the first of February, and my thirty-one-year-old turns thirty-two on the seventh of February. So, and my my good buddy Greg Russ turns thirty-five on the (laughs) second. I know four um,
8: people who turn a different age on the second.
1: Yeah.
2: All right. Well, maybe I'll Caroline. Caroline Parsons, my mom. Yeah.
8: Hang 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 in there.
6: Uh, I should hang out with her. Will she she come up to London?
8: No, she wouldn't go to London. You have to go down to Dorset. Dinah oh, Wiltshire. I'm going to be in London alone on my birthday. That was the plan.
1: Oh, really? Well, Is this, well, this work-related? No. You're just going to go to London so that you don't know anybody that knows it's your birthday on the second.
6: Uh, on my 25th birthday, I came to New York alone, and uh, now I'm just going to go to
1: London alone and kind if,
2: if you were saying on the radio hour that people don't understand maybe the meaning of misanthrope, that is the meaning of misanthrope.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> he, he doesn't like people. I'm going to travel to
2: London alone on my birthday, so no one knows it's my birthday. I'm going
6: to go to movies and stuff. It's going to be just a trip in like London. I live there. You can
2: do that where you live. Yeah, what, no,
8: Do you have movies over there. No, there'll be English movies. We don't get oh, those they don't have <laughs> best
0: movies over here. I want tell you that
8: right now. Actually, so. you might be able to see the new Train Spotting too before
1: it comes out in the states if you're ah, in London. There you go. There yeah. you go. They,
6: they, they're off. Uh, they relapsed. Is that what happened?
1: Yeah. You no. You'll it, be in the first group of people to be disappointed by the sequel. No, and the
6: trailer
8: looks really good. Well, that's I, mean, I know, but what's the minutes. plot of it? They've relapsed. It's 20 years on. Remember, he ripped off his buddies at the end of the last movie, so Spoiler he shows alert! Up. Spoiler well, alert. you've seen Trangspotting 1. Have. Yes, yeah. I have.
1: Yes, yeah. I have. I haven't. Did you introduce everybody? I think I've got everybody in Didn't there. Didn't get me in. Hey, this guy over here oh. is Jesse. He's running stuff. He's a good guy. Hi, Jesse. <laughs> He's a good guy. Hang on. The moment. What is that? Jesse, go on. We're having a little technical difficulty. Are we We're We're not, not on, on, on Facebook, Facebook live. live? I just
8: uh,
6: saw the, it. Yeah, it's it froze, and they were having trouble hearing Greg and Autumn. I'm not sure why. Okay,
1: well they're um, up and on. Jared
2: left. Lance Marshmallow, this
1: Facebook Live thing has been a thorn in my side. Marshmallow did that.
2: <laughs>
6: yeah. Everyone should just take apart. Everyone take apart. <laughs>
8: Right. I'm hearing that it's working
1: now mm.
2: <laughs>
1: They probably think there's something wrong with it now because no. of that No, we're doing our own marshmallow EDM set It
2: really so does sound like EDM oh, Marshmallow yeah. tribute
1: band <laughs> Man, you have got to be on drugs to get getting into that That's what that's all about just, I think we're—it's just like tribal. Like yeah. when you see those tribes, and they're just like the drums are going crazy, and <laughs> people are <just> like forgetting <laughs> their names.
2: Jared doesn't <laughs> consider like you know Ambien a drug. He's like, ah, my ah.
1: Oh no, no,
6: he knows the trick. Ambien—you take it, then you got to stay awake through the drowsy part, and then apparently you're high as a crumb.
1: right. Is that true? Yes. I've never taken an Ambien in my life.
6: You just got to fight that part, but you know where the drug's doing its purpose. <laughs> it's serving its purpose. Yeah. You're going to go to sleep. It's like, oh, I'm not going. No, 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 I'm not going to sleep. And then apparently,
1: <laughs> it's wonderful after that.
2: Right, and so- that's the part that when you are sleeping, that makes you get up and like eat five pizzas in your bed. And not yeah, remember. so you, but
1: you can be awake and have weirdness going on. Yeah, I've <laughs> never. <laughs> okay, we're <laughs> done with that. Uh, I've never. That's one of the just a drug I've never taken. Ambien. I've never taken. Uh... Oh yeah, do the end of like. Uh pac-man or something
3: totally. <laughs>
1: they have air They'll horns in that <laughs> i'm sure somebody does i have <laughs> uh i've <laughs> never <laughs> i've never taken ecstasy <laughs> i look around this room there are other people i'm probably the only person in this room has never taken ecstasy i've never done it well <laughs> you're not in the room oh never
8: has. i have one experience with it of course mm-hmm. i Tim threw Andrews. up at steve's bar on ecstasy but yeah, wasn't
1: that your fortieth birthday? <laughs> yeah, I so
5: said, why not you try? You did that, that on
8: your fortieth birthday? Yeah, <laughs> in McDonough. <laughs> yep. And I went in the bathroom
1: and, and I threw up on the cigarette machine.
8: <laughs> I, I remember that the story.
1: birthday boy. I feel like I was at another birthday of yours where there was vomit on the floor <laughs> at a restaurant at Lassiter's. Lassiter's. Right? Lassiter's yeah. <laughs> why Why are you vomiting on your birthday all the time?
5: Uh, I drank too much and ate too much.
1: Food. I don't we know. We were at a long table and people <laughs> were eating, and then halfway through it, I found out that he had leaned over and vomited underneath oh my the Lord. table. On the just or, left it there. You or, know, if you were
8: thrown up on the cigarette machine, that was a sign to stop smoking. Somebody <laughs> was trying to tell you something.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he was fighting back. Make all the fags soggy. No, he went. I guarantee you, it's like if I just get another <laughs> cigarette, this will go away.
5: I booked cigarette machine, I booked my fortieth birthday party at Steve's bar because I didn't want anybody to come. And boy, yes. success.
1: <laughs> Nobody. Ca-
5: I didn't go. <laughs> I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I went to that bar like three times.
5: Yeah. Did you get the bologna sandwich?
1: I went there. I don't want to bang on. He got Steve, you got know, the mozzarella sticks. I like the. Steve's right? a friend of mine. I
5: like the food there. I'm did so, you? Yeah, I did.
1: You, just because he's a friend, you don't have to lie.
5: I'm not lying. I love the. No, price. he's always I said he liked the, the food. There. Was awful. I'm always
1: been. I've never been inconsistent with that. I like to. We see went freezer,
6: freezer burn is an acquired taste. Yeah, we, <laughs>
1: <laughs> we went out there once for a watch the regular guys eat. Yes. Which I always hated those uh, things that was the best. And so we went out there. And you would think like this is the day the bosses, the guy who owns the place, his radio show is coming there. So you think they'll be on, you know, just like on their best behavior. <laughs> I ordered a cheeseburger because this is what I do. That was your first. Whenever mistake, I so. walk into a place and I don't know, I don't know if they're any good. I just figure it's very difficult to mess up a burger. Can't screw it up. Yeah. So I get the cheeseburger and fries. Number one, <laughs> it is. Served to me, not on a real plate, not on a paper plate, What? on a styrofoam plate. At a restaurant? uh, At a restaurant. Hang on,
8: you gotta be green in McDonough. There's green down there.
1: Styrofoam, (laughs) by the way, if you cut into anything with a knife, you're cutting into your plate.
2: He wanted that hometown feel, you know, like your mom... Yeah, we're, went out in the back and made, had a picnic. We're and picnicking. Made a burger. Yeah,
8: maybe the dishwasher was broken that day. It took
1: <laughs> at least an hour.
8: It did take an hour to get this cheeseburger.
1: How many people in the bar? I busy? figured out what they were doing. And by the way, I love Steve and his wife's pregnant. And I'm um, congratulations. Three years married this it's week. Not against Steve. I love Steve. This is just something that happened in my life that's worth remarking <laughs> about. And I figured out why it took them so long. To get their food out. did catch the car? Something like that. Because hmm. I worked on lines. I figured out at one point that what they were doing is when you put a ticket in, they would make that like one thing. At a time. Mm. At a time. Mm. Rather than having a line set up where you yeah. have stuff here and there and you put it together and you throw the burger on, whatever. There's usually a, a sort of an assembly it was line system. While the system. burger's
2: cooking, what, no, when no, it's almost okay, finished, we need the the some salad ca- together. We need some then carrots.
1: Then, we need, it, it was like... Wh-
8: so Each ticket was an individual project. It took an hour to get <laughs> the
1: cheeseburger. Well done
8: or rare? Uh, yeah, Medium. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: I always say cook the E. coli out because I'm a funny guy. Mm-hmm. So I get it on the styrofoam plate, which is just a styrofoam plate does not make you hungry. It does not make you want to eat. <laughs> the cheese that is on top of the burger is <laughs> half melted oh. and half cold. Oh, I hate that. And I'm thinking, uh. <laughs> this is the person who works with the guy who owns this place. I can't imagine somebody walks off, walks in off the street on a Wednesday evening and orders a burger. <laughs> what ends up happening? But I love Steve, and uh, that place is gone now. He's probably still paying for it. That was a bad idea, right from the very beginning. Mm.
6: I don't think it was a good location. The access road. It was
1: a good idea, bad location. Yeah, bad location. And he I threw the himself place itself
2: into- was real big and kind of nice. It was nice. No, was. I mean it was.
1: But I think it's one of those rooms. What was it? Double D's or something before he double took it D's, over? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Is it one of those rooms that just never? Like it's always something else. A few years later, went from double D's to double S. Yeah. For yeah. some reason, there's a in my uh, where I come from, Rochester, New York. There's a there's a corner like uh, West Henrietta Road and something else. And there's this uh, this building that has been like seven or eight. 10 different restaurants since there's I one, remember. There's one in every time, Yeah, I think. but yeah. It's, on, it's on a road where there's all kinds of successful restaurants. It's like successful restaurant row. But for some reason, there's this one building that just cannot get successful. <laughs> it makes no sense. And so maybe he got that building out I there. think he did, yeah. Because he was right next to that barbecue place that's been around for a that while. That place was always
5: busy. Yeah. So I, I don't remember we went down there one time. We went there. I to love eat.
1: Steve, but that that food was terrible. That's all I'm saying. Okay, mm-hmm. not as uh, not as good as these. Uh, mini- Are we back up on Facebook or no? We're live. Well, what did, oh, we're what live? did you eat?
4: I some audio we hear
1: for a
8: moment, I okay, to- hang on. There you go, Joyce. Sorry, Jesse. What
5: we, did uh, uh,
6: what did you eat, Tim?
5: I had the fried bologna sandwich, and um, any other time I went there, I got the chicken wings or chicken fingers. And one time I had to send them back because they were frozen, or they weren't frozen; they were thawed but uncooked in the middle.
8: Yeah, yeah. So, see, about chicken fingers are my go to at every bar. You know that chicken fingers—you throw it in the fryer for yeah. ten minutes, it's done. They've been right?
1: frozen for uh, the last month. You There's should be hard any it, chicken it, left in it. Shouldn't be difficult to not get Yeah, whenever I'm in a place where I just—it just seems touch and go. Everything fried because you're gonna fry all the disease out of it at the very
5: least. The prison princess pageant was pretty good down there.
1: Yeah, was it? You didn't go to that? I remember being really, really embarrassed for my career, myself, the host. Why? Everything. What? What was, I don't uh, know. I was 48 years old or something, 47, 48 you, years old, acting like I was a 23-year-old shock jock. That might have had something to do with it. These were uh,
5: girls who had hot mugshots, and so we did a pageant with them. And uh, they showed up, That's and funny. Uh, they were. We got them all um, prison outfits to wear, and you know yeah. it was like one of those stupid pageants we used to do, Greg. You know, like the the like the pregnant bikini, pregnant p- bikini, pageant bikini, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did the prison princess, and it was it was a lot of fun. Was it a lot of fun? I had fun. I was there. I don't remember. It what being did fun. the
8: winner get of the princess?
5: Prison um, princess. <laughs> bail money. Bail yeah, bail. yeah, we called it bail money. You know but...
1: what you do is you you get, you get in these people's lives mm-hmm. and. So they're actually their families come to cheer them on, right? And we had judges. We had somebody from Collective Soul. Will was nah, one of the judges. No, was it wasn't
5: Will. It was always no. Uh, it,
1: it, was, uh, Ed. no it was Ed. No, it was, yeah, no, Ed. The, no. Yeah, Ed. The bass player. No, it wasn't. It was Will because he lived out there. Was it Will? It was it Ed's brother? Oh, Will Turpin. Will yeah, yeah, Turpin. Yeah. That's um, right. So he was one of the judges, and we had a couple other judges. So it wasn't done by audience response, and these women. Who are young and already have records. They're convicts. Right. right. So they bring their families out with them. And by the end of the night, when so-and-so isn't winning, because oh. this is what she based her next month's revenue on or something, yeah, you know. and then the, 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 the parents are getting angry and yelling at me about how it's not fair. And I'm trying to communicate back to them that not only do I not know if it's fair or not, but I honestly don't care. Who wins this thing? And I'm never going to see you again. And please leave me alone. I'm trying to get all this out. Were to there people. promotions people we to did... take care of that? Oh, there did was you? no. There was no. Oh, awful.
5: There's Vinnie Bucci. Vinny Bucci
1: was there. <laughs>
5: <laughs> we did two of them. One at Wild Bill's, and one at. States. I didn't
1: do the second one.
5: Yeah, I don't Wild think I was. Bills. Maybe
1: I was gone already, or no? Or it maybe was two, I was.
5: 2013. I just, you just didn't go. I just didn't go. You'd always uh, just never commit and then never show up. Yeah,
1: I never showed up to the, like the Halloween things. We were always doing these Halloween things, and and you know, a big thing at Wild Bill's Halloween. So one year I actually go. I did mm-hmm. one of did those. You dress for, up? No, what of was your course costume? I didn't dress up. No, no you have. I, feel I like went. That would be... I went as my favorite radio personality, Eric Von Hessler. <laughs> so
6: <laughs> everyone else, I assume, on the show dressed. up. Oh yeah,
1: yeah they all dressed. I but always did. Here is the thing: I show up, and it's like Wild Bill's. The establishment doesn't even know we're there. No, like, they're doing is, their own party. They're doing their own thing and we're there. Weird. And I get there and realize I was completely right never to show up at this thing for years. Beyond but whatever. I don't that's the old business. But it's right. funny. WSB now. And lessons
6: learned. If WSB had a Halloween party and asked you to dress up, would you do it?
1: No. <laughs>
8: They do do a thing here. Where there's, there's a Halloween. I would steal Clark costume contest. Jesse here was Alice Cooper. This year. Yeah, Alice yeah, Cooper. yeah. Jesse did yeah. a great job. He was a great Alice Cooper. I but don't. They dress do it up. in the office in the morning. It's not a drunken night thing. You I know.
1: don't dress up. I don't. I'm. I'm, I'm not going to say my age. It bothers Autumn. Set. It. I'm, I'm in my early fifties. Wow. And uh, I know. Gross. It's gross. So gross.
6: <laughs> so I was. I saw photos of you from eight years ago on your Facebook the other day when I logged in. It said, "Hey, Eric von Hessler. Remember this memory?"
1: Hold on a second. First of all, he only logs in as me on my yeah. Facebook because he doesn't have his own Facebook <laughs> account. So and,
6: uh, yeah, the, the years yeah. Gone, you've gone gray quickly.
1: Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Hey, you're gonna be thirty-five. In a week or so. Oh so.
0: man, uh, look at my life. Yep.
8: Greg, you have any stray gray hairs coming in yet?
6: Oh, I have plenty of gray hairs. Yeah, they come I, in I weird noticed. places to begin with. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, they do. No no, 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 not there yet, possibly. No. But I, they're coming in my head, but I don't care.
1: I, was, uh, I, believe, I welcome them. I believe I was 34 when I came to Atlanta. So you're well on your way now. You're, okay. you're on the you're on the Hessler Express. It's only a few I mean, years now. I was a now. year
6: younger than you when I came to Atlanta for my very successful job and career and started living a life of a lot of money.
1: So, uh, so what you're I, trying to put uh, out yeah. there? Yeah, well, just because I, I was rich and locally <laughs> famous when I was 34, yeah. that's nothing for you to measure yourself against and yeah. think that maybe you're not having as successful a life as I did up to that point.
6: You know, I, you I could have chased the radio bird around. I yeah, could have, could have been in Portland, <laughs> Oregon right now.
1: <laughs> the radio bird, chase the there.
2: radio bird. It's no, a I it's just, a white. Uh, yeah. Would you say it was the white? Um,
1: uh, it's one of those white uh, peacocks. Peacocks,
2: yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Like the radio lies. bird.
6: It flies and you chase it, and you said that's the gah, rarest. Gah, what is that? The rarest thing on the planet? Yeah,
1: I think that I. I think that I. Uh, I, think that I, um, I worked at the the bird radio station somewhere. In- <laughs> hey, it's the bird right here with you, Doug. Eric
5: Von Hess <laughs> will be coming up. What a name you got there, Eric Von <laughs> <laughs> What a out. name. <laughs> <laughs> that's a heck of a name that's a, heck of a, name. a mouthful speaking of mouthfuls we've got Jill from the Starlight Lounge coming by later <laughs> cause we're your rock and roll and boom station that's right hey we're gonna put the picture up on our website hot babe of the
1: day hot, w- hot, hot babe, babe of the day are, and that's what they're gonna do hey,
2: well, Clive, I was the hot babe of the day once
1: Clive Cliverson's here And uh, radio consultant. And what's so, that's what's uh, for rock and roll. You guys have done studies and you found out that rock and roll audiences also like. Also, like, <laughs> girls' boobs.
5: <laughs> we found out a long time ago that what guys like to see on a radio station's website, because you really have nothing to offer your audience on your website. Especially no
1: classic rock. There's nothing new, right?
5: Well, you got some old stock photos of, like, Led Zeppelin and Aerosmith, <laughs> and, of course, they look way older than they do in the photos. And your DJs, ah, they're generally not attractive. No offense to Nick. He's a handsome young man. <laughs> but uh, what a, generally, generally speaking, you know, they, they pipe in some hot chick from another city. Uh, mm-hmm. probably doesn't really know anything about the music. She just got a nice set of fake cans. Mm-hmm. So what you do. It, enough about Lindsay yeah. Marie.
2: Uh, hey, <laughs> I'm Jill. Jill on the classic rock. Yeah, there
1: yeah, she yeah, is. Jill.
5: Yeah. Jill. yeah. I interviewed Jill to get her on the station. Yeah, I you I got did. a lot of
2: tattoos.
1: Yeah, sure you do. I love that sleeve. <laughs> and you, Jill, you love rock and roll, don't you? You just I love. I love
2: rock and roll. Joan Jet.
1: Yeah. Another time
2: in the jukebox, you know what I
1: mean? Yeah, yeah. She so <laughs> doesn't even know what a jukebox is. Never seen one of those. Yeah,
2: roll. what is it? Like like a, a place where you hold your ch- Change, I think,
1: right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Jill, uh, I think since her second rehab stint has been just great. I think she's really- Oh, uh, you know, thanks,
2: she, man. You know, I'm working really yeah. hard. Mm-hmm. She got off mm-hmm. of still the- uh,
1: She got off the oxy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm still doing a little Vicodin because, you know, I like eat the vikey. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, but uh, oh, no, no, I'm pretty keep clean. clean. I'm not drinking, quote yeah. unquote, I, unquote I anymore. I would clean.
6: like to say, keep it straight. Oxy and Vicodin are different things. Vicodin's hydro. Come
1: on. Yes, well, yes. Hey, a pill's a pill when it comes to Jill. That's what we say around here. <laughs> oh laughing her way all the way to the
8: but grave.
5: we did. We did. We did find out that uh, uh, that men like to see scantily clad women. You know, you could go to a different website. It'll only take you a microsecond to find a naked girl. Yeah. But right here yeah. at Rock 92.78. Titillation. Titillation.
1: Yeah. I never understood that idea, Clive, because it seems to me that when the, once you're on the internet, it's not difficult to find women who have no clothing on whatsoever, yet you would... Put people the, on the, on the rock and roll website, that I, just you know, were scantily clad. But the babe yeah, of the can day. Can I answer that?
5: Well, hang on a minute, there, young man. The babe of the day is to these guys, somebody that they might
1: know from their hometown.
5: Oh, I
6: see. Yeah, they're like uh, at the
2: you know the, the the deli counter at your grocery store. That's right. Well, I
6: trust I trust the radio station to curate my music, <laughs> yep. and I also yep. trust them to curate my <clears throat> not necessarily porn, but just yeah, scantily clad. Women folks. Now, Here's another
5: can, great idea. Come up with a hashtag that nobody's going to retweet.
0: <laughs>
5: <laughs> rock cans? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hashtag rock cans. Your,
5: your morning show DJ is real jealous of Wait, some guy rot, in another market. Rot cans? Rock yeah. cans. Rock cans. <laughs> yeah, show us your rock cans. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <not> hashtag
2: bagel <laughs> and hot dog in the morning. Yeah, bagel
5: and hot dog. Oh, they're, they're the good morning show. They're coming out of Milwaukee yeah, right now. Yeah, they've been very successful. <laughs> bagel and hot dog.
1: <laughs> you know, you can sense some tension here because Clive Cliverson was the man who fired Decker on 99X. Yes, yes. He said mm. he just said he was too weird for the room, and uh, and yeah. he coughed, coughed the nest. Yeah, I Coffin
5: yeah. had his day, but uh, it doesn't really. You know, Coffin was visual. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of visual, what you really want to do is have your webcam on the entire time you're there, yeah, yeah. so they can watch you voice track the breaks you don't really care about. <laughs> <laughs> Get those liner cards out. Hey, you know that band you just played might be in your city by the end of the year.
2: <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. It's like a check, new thing now. Yeah, we just, I just give the website out for the band. Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah, yeah check them check out. Check their
2: website for tour dates.
5: Hey, did you hear Joan Jett is a lesbian?
2: <laughs> that's so hot. Yeah.
5: <laughs> Still rocking at 60.
1: Jill is uh, but she's pretty open-minded herself. She likes the dudes, but uh, she's not close-minded. Jill will do anything if you give her a bottle of pill.
2: Well, that's true. I mean, Clive knows that for Firsthand.
5: Yeah, I yeah, sure do. <laughs> well, look. I interviewed Jill,
1: remember? Yeah, I, I know. Then
2: she, yeah, she, how do you think I got this job? I was so high. Yeah, she yeah. I, I don't remember what I did, but I got the job.
5: I, I took her out of Poughkeepsie, New York, and turned her into a star. That's
2: right. <laughs> Coming up next on the rock block, we've got uh, some Led Zeppelin. Yeah. And uh, I've got the, a new cut from... Uh, I don't know. Here you go.
6: No, I, I, I went to
1: Get the <laughs> lid out. Tell me you see okay.
2: Uh, well, how,
1: how do you? Uh, where do you go for your prep? Is there a rock and roll sheet that you go to, Jill, to get your little stories? Well,
2: yeah, Dude. I get an email, like a, a daily email that we're all supposed to read. Yeah, um, yeah, I, so write I write I it talk myself. About contests mm-hmm. and you know the the uh. hotlines you call and the fifth. 56 caller. Uh, Don't forget, it's the to win big tickets game. to you, the hockey game. Yeah, you
1: can't say Super Bowl. <laughs> We're partnering with a car
5: dealership in town to give away a pair of tickets to the big game. That's All true. you got to yeah. do is put your lips on the side of the car, and whoever stays there the longest <laughs> yeah. gets
8: the ticket. And what
1: are they getting a ticket to? The big game. You know, I almost started today's show. Uh, I forgot. You get to do access
2: this. to a bar that's playing the big game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're going to give away a toy. Yes. Yeah, but who cares if they're? That's off air, right? If they're, if they're, you're, you're forgetting the way they used to get
6: around that, yeah. they used to get around that. Sometimes it's like soup or ball. Yeah, like there was
1: promotions that yeah, so like soup <laughs> or ball. Yeah, that's, a, that's I was right. going to start today's show. You on can the radio say side. Super
8: Bowl on the radio. You just can't link it with a promotion. Well, that's
1: the thing, though. But, the, but what bothers me is people go overboard. And you hear people saying the big game when they don't have to. I was going to start the show today just going, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Because I'm a free man. I have the ability to use the the language. And the NFL has has bullied people so Mm -hmm. much. Now, I understand that you can't have a sports bar and use their Super Bowl logo to bring people in without being an official partner. I get that. But what happens is people are so afraid of the NFL that they actually work it into just talking about the game and refer to it as the big game, which is idiotic. It's
8: happening right now. Down the it, dial. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But
1: you're allowed to say Super Bowl not, as long as you are not... Not when
8: you mention a client. You can't.
2: Yeah, no, no, you can't it. say I'm go... I'm risking it.
1: it. You, okay, Jill. I'm yeah,
5: Jill, I, you know, I told <laughs> I'm
2: late on my rent as, as it is. Oh, right, do you need a
5: couple... You need me to float you a couple bucks?
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it'd be great. Alright, I'll just swing by bit, around
5: 4.30. Are your kids know. there or...
2: I mean, my mom's gonna keep the kids. All right, but
8: oh, you're in luck. You're in luck. Life. Book a half hour for me. If
1: uh, she...
2: I mean, I got. I, I mean, rents. You know, my half the rents, five hundred. But I've got you know other things. Yeah, you know, if I, you, I need like seven fifty. Maybe,
1: got, maybe if you wouldn't spend so much money on the pills, you'd have plenty of money for the rent.
2: But you don't understand if I don't if I don't have the pills then I get sick and I can't. Yeah, okay. we can't have her be like, sick.
1: Work. Yeah, you wanted to be at work, and so
2: I have to work to make money. Yeah, so yeah. I don't understand. She's got to pay off that.
1: She's got pay off those tattoos. Man,
8: ever, since, Clive. Ever since you, well, put I'm getting her in
2: a new room. one this weekend.
1: Oh, sure, you are. Well, you get it's, a new tattoo.
8: Oh. Yeah,
2: it's going to be a tiger. Yeah, on, yeah. My, on my butt cheek. <laughs> Because on my other side of my butt cheek is a gorilla fighting shark.
5: Yeah, yeah. So
2: I wanted to have something also, like, aggressive on my other (laughs) side. Don't forget to say where
5: you got that at. (laughs) Bill and John's
1: Tattoo Revolution.
2: Oh, my God. Highway 42. Or John.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That's quite a menagerie of animals you have on your ass. That's very (laughs) nice. I feel
2: like I I (laughs) identify with animals a little bit more than I do people sometimes. Yeah, you Um, you, you can't
1: relate to... uh, you can't relate to people. It's a people will screw you
2: over, man. I'm telling you.
1: It's a cheeky but, zoo is
8: what it is. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because you're, you're British yeah. or whatever. That, right? they're, they're, on a,
8: they're on our adult contemporary station. Uh, who? The cheeky zoo. <laughs> Clive, I blame you for this condition of Jill. Ever since she hung out with Lindsay Lohan on that promotion out in L.A., yeah. she seemed to have gone down. Well, the they're old. simpatico, aren't they? Yeah. Mm.
2: Well, Lindsay's like a Muslim now, so we haven't been hanging out. Uh,
8: yeah,
5: she
1: moved to Dubai. <laughs> I'm just and writing down. Lindsay
2: Lohan, she talks like this now because she's from Greece.
1: Has she adopted she, a new accent?
2: Yeah, she. Lindsay Lohan, she Jill. talks like this now because.
5: <coughs> Jill, Jill, will be sounding like that in a couple hours. <laughs> uh.
1: I like Jill. Bring back Jill. I like. Hey, Jill. I'm back. Me. I've worked it's with me Jill. Jill. I've worked with Jill in more markets than you can possibly mm. imagine. Oh my Who's God. the inspiration? We in
6: Who's the inspiration for Jill? The uh, real life inspiration. Cause I have someone in mind. I don't know. Well, well,
1: you, you, you see, he's gonna be mean. Greg always has to go places. No, no, in- Clive, Clive, Clive is. isn't this why you got rid of Decker? Cause at, he doesn't know, he doesn't know the boundaries.
5: We, Decker, didn't we talk about this? You can't really go after the people that you work with. I don't want you attacking these people because. Hey, Clive. I, yeah. Clive. Yeah.
6: Uh, let's speak openly here. I went to therapy and I told my therapist that I wanted you to die.
5: Well, how'd that I, work I, out And there? I said, and I said that I
6: wanted it to happen in front of your son. This is a real conversation. Oh, I, my <laughs> I said, I said, and she said, wouldn't you prefer him just to get caught with child porn or something? So he had to suffer. I said, no, I want him to get hit by a car and I <gasps> want to watch his son watch the life leave his body. Man, you're dark. You're dark, man.
1: You're dark. I, was, uh,
2: I if totally I was, get that. I totally get
1: that. <laughs> Chill out, Jill. A psychiatrist. If I was a psychiatrist, I would be calling the police on my clients all no, no, day no, no, long. No, you can't do that. <laughs> like I, I just want to. You know what? I don't know. I what. did not threaten. I, this guy there, is was no,
6: dangerous. there was no threat. There was no threat. I said I wanted it to happen. I wanted to see it. I didn't say that yeah,
2: I was
1: going to do it. It's a little th- you know a threat. How- no, we
2: all think that. I mean, come on, Eric. You think that way too? No. Just admit it. No. We all think that way. No, I don't want anyone to die. I just want of my course ba- you do.
5: I want no. my bosses to be let go because the company is bankrupt. That way I get a golden parachute right into that position. <laughs> <laughs> so it's an right. optimistic outlook. Sure it does. I got a tanning appointment here in about 10 yeah.
1: minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you're not quite as orange as you no, usually I'm a little, so I'm
5: a little are. You coming,
2: are you coming over um, before yeah, or after that? Because yeah, be I just there. need like, okay, so like maybe like 8, 850. No,
5: I'll be there at like 6, that. like I said.
1: No, she's saying she needs eight hundred fifty bucks now. This is going yeah. from five hundred. Oh, and
5: you don't worry about the money. We'll just we'll discuss it. <laughs>
1: why don't when you just, okay,
2: that's fine. Just why don't you don't
1: you bring the pills to her, and she wouldn't have to go out now. I her.
5: I can't be seen or caught with these okay. I'm just not
2: feeling that great today. You know what I mean? Yeah, so.
5: you're a little I'm feeling weak. sick. I'll be there. We'll do. <laughs> and the I th- can't.
2: I can't. I can't work. Why don't if we? I don't yeah. feel good.
5: Why don't we make it an even grand? We'll do that thing you don't normally like. Okay. All right.
2: Uh, I'll do, do it.
1: Could you talk up this uh, Heart record that we're about to play? Hey, coming up next on the Rock
2: Block, we have another uh, set from heart. Um it, It's... Uh, and then... um Very good. Commercial break.
5: Don't forget, they'll be playing Darien Lake this summer.
2: <laughs> you can catch them at the fairgrounds this weekend. No, they were still together. <laughs> They're still
8: together. Actually, are were doing it's a, separate tours this year, I think. The girls and if the if you, oh, if really? you dial oh, in...
2: Okay. If you dial in and uh, you're the 50th caller, you get uh, backstage pass. Okay, it's not. It's just a meet and greet. Okay, it's not. It's just entrance to the. No, you get the, the meet and
5: greet, like, they'll come out, look at you
1: derisively, and leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ever, you get one photo. Has there ever been a meet and greet in history where you felt like the artist actually wants to be there? We gave
5: t- Tom Petty a guitar, and he just went, thanks. <laughs>
1: You were there? It, Yeah, Lakewood. Yeah. Yeah, we made. It why to did you give him a guitar? Well, first of all, why? We <laughs> well, first it. of all, he's got I plenty did. of guitars. So I do think I'm it's mean, awful <laughs> thing to give. going <laughs> <It laughs> <was>. to take, <laughs> take Tom Petty's
8: side Tom, on this. Tom, you <laughs> yeah. might love that 1957 <laughs> Fender you have now, yeah. but this 2002 hey. yeah. Chrome Fender Mustang is what you really need. are. You going to use collection. it tonight? No,
1: man, I'm not. No, we
8: no, gave him the key. In the garbage, we gave him the key to the city. What we did was Tom Petty day. We
5: created. We, we got a proclamation well, from we did. the mayor. <laughs> Who was the mayor then? It was, uh, it was Shirley, wasn't it? No, it was before her. Was oh, oh, Campbell? Campbell. Yeah. Oh, this Bill, is a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, we got Bill Campbell to do this. Oh, this the... is back
1: when Tom Petty was in, in his uh, 60s. Yep. <laughs> was, I thought
5: he was going to kill everybody. <laughs> so <afternoon>. we, <laughs> we got a proclamation to make it National Tom Petty or Atlanta Tom Petty Day. <laughs> And we took it to him in the to meet and greet, went backstage, and I handed it to him and went, Oh wow. That's good, and Chris Roode was there and so was um, his uh, sidekick, that girl. I liked her a lot. Beth Beth, Beth Kaplan. Yep. she was awesome. Oh yep.
1: well, this I, is I, like ninety eight or something. No, I was thinking, was thinking
5: of Two thousand one. Two thousand and one. Uh, and and then we gave him the guitar and I still have a picture of him and the look on his face, he's just like, Wow.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And immediately, as soon as you guys walked out or he walked out of the room, it was like right in the trash can. Yeah. Well, like, he, where's he going to put that? <laughs> what's, what's he going to Like we'll, a warehouse hey, this? Get this teamed up, man. I don't even understand later, why. So why does Tom Petty do a meet and greet? He doesn't have. I mean, it's
8: just. No I don't remember if listeners were there. No, they weren't. Oh, it was just because it was
5: Tom it was Petty. A radio yeah, thing. We did one yeah. with Aerosmith and Tim Rhodes creeped out uh, Joe Perry yeah Because oh, he kept saying, "Man, you're good looking. Man, you're sexy. <laughs> Joe Piggers, all right,
1: man, chill yeah, out. yeah Okay,
3: <laughs> he said that. He's like, "All
1: right, man, chill out." <laughs> Creeping me out. I would love to hear the conversation, like just two minutes prior to Tom Petty having to leave whatever area he was in to come see you guys. Who just are like they know being like, his thing. Oh, man, do I, I do I have to do this? To, you know, Tom, we think it's best that you do it. I mean, you know what? You know what? I'm doing it for you, but you owe me one. Yeah. And then they used to walk in and just do I it.
8: I remember thinking he was so high. He was so high.
5: Petty? Oh, yeah, yeah dude. And dude. he was
8: so, he had that, his girl was with him half his age. Mm-hmm. And he was Gross. like, he was so frail. I thought he was going to fall over, Right. right. He was yeah. skinny.
1: I just don't even know why Ugh. they do that sort of thing. Hey. Rush was the nice. Fingers
8: are yellow from nicotine. Rush, Rush
1: does it, but the drummer Neil Peart. Neil Peart didn't doesn't, it doesn't was do, do uh, Getty and Alex. Getty and Alex. Yeah. yeah. Some bands are great at it, man. That was a nice time. But doesn't Rush? Rush is one of those bands that charges
8: for it. Though, right? Mm. Yeah, uh, they do it as a well, means of more revenue. And mo- more and more bands. They, they all do, do the VIP now. thing. Though. Well, who would pay for that? Super fans. Oh, yeah. It was the best band. What?
6: Well, as that Nick said, some bands are really good at it. I'm just curious, who's the best?
8: Who's the best I've That met, you've I, come across Oh Steven Tyler of Aerosmith was awesome. Yes. Katy Perry. just, just, uh, just Steven in person. Tyler
1: is Stephen Tyler is just a show business guy. He, yeah. Uh, he understands it. So he would turn it on yeah. even if he didn't want to because he's smart about show business. He knows Metallica how were
8: great. Metallica were awesome when, when they met their friends. When Collective Soul were in their heyday,
5: yeah. we did a meet and greet. And it, you had to go to the back of the tabernacle, and everybody had to stand in a line and not be quiet. I mean, and be quiet. Everybody had to line up against <laughs>
8: a wall,
5: and they just walked by and limply <laughs> shook <shit> people's hands.
8: <laughs> I did one with Joan Jett a couple years ago when she opened for The Who. At oh, Green I Arena. did one there. I saw her do coke. and why well, didn't see her do that. She, walked, she came Clyde. out. I'm That's not, a heck of Basically, a... Basically, all in the room, around the wall, yeah. she stands over there. You go up to her. Post for the photograph, that's it. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like not time to say anything or it's like that's, that's all they want. There's no
1: there's no need for it. There's I got not, a great photo out of it. Why this do was, people want photos of them with famous people? I don't get that. This was eighty eight. The
5: fall of eighty eight. They were they were playing Mansfield University and I was the head of the um, the one of the committees or whatever that brought it in. So I had to go get food and I walk in with some plates of food for her and her manager and she goes, Does
0: this town have any Perrier? <laughs> Awesome. I said,
5: uh, I said, I don't know. I could go look because I doubt it.
0: <laughs> she
5: is.
8: Dude, she's great.
1: Uh, I, that's, that's, <laughs> this is I don't chance. know why these guys do. It. I don't know why they do it. It's they don't want to do it. It's a it's an inconvenience. It's a pain. I think. Then does Rush need, need I, the x fifteen extra fifteen dollars?
5: Metallica was really cool to us yes.
1: yeah if they want to do it they should do it and that wasn't a
8: money thing that was just like here's some listeners we're all meeting you yeah they were really it cool turned about it turned and field before the show it was yep. great yeah.
1: alright well some can do it well and some don't The hell, do you still want one of my mini- I do want one what of what are those mini donuts that's what they called I look I know <sighs> that hey do you know this reminds me Autumn You're gonna
8: lo- yeah. why did you make that noise because she's hungry I want it <laughs> she
2: oh, wants it I you want you do. a donut from you
6: listen to that crinkling of the packaging Autumn
8: I stopped at Starbucks on the way to and got an
6: old-fashioned... Is to
8: it. Is that
1: Jerry mm. Farber? Mm. This is uh, a... So, who's the comedian that had diapers on one day?
6: Hey, head? Tim, take a bite of that into the microphone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Wait, wait, you're all over the place. You're talking about comedians with diapers. I'm talking about... Uh, yeah, what's happening? The chocolate donuts.
5: It Ooh. wasn't Jerry Farber. Who is Jerry Farber? Jerry Farber is a local comedian who owns, used to own the place... be on the P- Kimmer. Yeah, but he's he owned the place where the punchline is, but it's not Jerry Farber. It was another Southern comedian who came in one day wearing a diaper. How do you know he was wearing a diaper? Because we heard it crinkling, <laughs> and then for the next couple of months, I would always have a cigarette wrapper, and I would do his voice.
0: <laughs>
8: hey, the traffic here in Atlanta is terrible. Can you quiet your diaper, Dime? <laughs> You remember Tim Frazier and I was like <laughs> laugh every time
1: we did the diaper. Was it that southern guy? The, the, was it. Uh, Clower. Clower? Not he, Jerry Clower. Wasn't it? No, Jerry Clower was 100 years old by 1995.
8: Uh, hey, who was the wrestler that Jim Carrey, I'm uh, not Jim Carrey, I mean uh, Andy Kaufman got into it with? Jerry Lawler. Jerry, Jerry Lawler, Law, oh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, <laughs> We're,
2: this- Let's talk uh, about famous Jerry's. Uh, yes. <laughs> Jerry I, had, Garcia. I had an uncle,
8: my late uncle Jerry, who was in the Royal Navy. Oh really? Yeah. I don't care, Sherry Taylor. I don't care.
1: Well So, uh, sorry about that. Don't mean to be mean. No, it's Friday. okay. Uh, guess who followed us on Twitter? Who? Mrs. Freshley's. <gasps> Oh yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Shut no, up. I don't know what they're. I don't know. Obviously, uh, somebody is it real? Let them know. Tell I, her to follow me. I think it's Mrs. Freshly. Yeah, it says Mrs. Freshly. Maybe it was. Maybe it's fake. I, I always fall for this stuff on the internet. So maybe it is fake. I don't know. It might be somebody. No, but the is it verified? Guy. Well, I don't know. I didn't look at it. I, well, go, why don't you know? I just because I saw it. And I went, oh, that's cool. And Then I moved on with my life. <laughs> that's I, that's I better a ver- I better verify whether or not this is the real Mrs. Freshly on Twitter.
8: Her, yeah, her relatives are going to sue you all because she's really not that old. That's what's
6: yeah. That's the, it's a setup. This yeah. is the setup for a lawsuit, Mrs.
1: Freshly. Freshly.
2: You have to look on your thing and see who. I think it's real because it was
1: Mrs. Freshly Snacks. What? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and uh, so somewhere they got the. How word many followers does Mrs. Freshly logo? Snacks have? Is is there,
5: <laughs> They're verified. They have twenty three hundred followers
1: that's
8: not bad i'm not You're too
2: right.
1: sure not about that. how it works so. do you so you handle your your own twitter account mrs freshly
2: well my granddaughters helped me figure it out mm-hmm.
1: what are they in their
5: so, 40s
2: well, in their oh, 70s. they're, yeah, they're retired that. now <laughs> they're much older
1: mrs freshly is 126 years oh, old you know, they're okay. not
2: too sure how it works and so I, i'm not too sure either but i try my best i feel like this is a pretty good amount of people to follow. Twenty six hundred.
1: I don't think it's very high for such a large brand. Mrs. Right. It's it's freshly,
8: it's a lot of freshly yeah. bars to make every day. Truck drivers don't have Twitter.
6: <laughs> hey, headquarters in Thomasville, Georgia. Oh, well, this That's is right. why maybe
1: they've gotten the word. They know that we have Mrs. Freshly on our show all the mm. time.
2: Well, I'm just proud to be in Georgia. I mean, born and raised. <laughs> So. <laughs> why wouldn't why would I move my my production anywhere else?
1: No, you you want to give uh, jobs to Georgians?
2: Of course, and I mean,
1: although you don't I really don't give require
2: you... too much of That's them. That's right. Make most of my snacks. She Treats makes all the in snacks
1: <laughs> in her kitchen, and then she delivers every them morning. every morning to every machine Ugh, in the city, I like Santa Claus. Yes.
2: It's, it's a very special time in the morning that I reserve just for my snacks and <laughs> my bacon.
8: Do you think we can get a special 95th birthday basket for WSB? Because we're about to be 95 here.
2: Basket, of course, Basket of snacks. Of I mean, what kind of snacks do you she want? She was only, only like
8: 27 when I know, we I know. We signed
1: on. Wow. She was a young Crazy. lady. I
2: remember the first broadcast.
1: <laughs> what was it?
2: It was quite a day. Didn't you was,
1: tell us that you, at first it was it, you, you were able to get it off like a saucepan lid? Uh, uh, yeah, some sort of uh, right. saucepan.
2: Back then, you know, the signals were not as regulating. not much of anything was as regulated as it is now. And I swear to you, I, you know, I was over on West Peachtree Street back when it was just a horse and buggy road,
8: <laughs> dirt road. Yeah. And
2: then when I was a girl, we used to play with pebbles and sticks out in the road never had to worry about it if you went out there nowadays, days get right run over you sure would but i used to, you know they started the signal we heard about it that the new radio station in town was starting up and so i remember that morning and i could hear the radio station in my cast iron and i said what mama what is this and she said well baby i think it's the Radio station. I could not believe my What
1: <laughs> so Were you making eggs or something in the cast iron? Well, my said...
2: mama every morning made biscuits and gravy, <laughs> uh, biscuits you, from scratch. Did y'all let? She...
5: Did y'all let Beulah and Xerxes listen to the radio, or they're just not allowed?
2: Oh no, that you know, we kept, we kept. Is this is sort
1: of, of racist the... comment. I have no, no idea. what that means. B- They were their <laughs> servants, Beulah and Xerxes. <laughs> we, I we could we listen to this the all day. You know,
2: not everybody uh, in the South. I mean. Uh, not everybody in the South. We don't
1: have that. to get into race relations, Mrs. Freshly. I mean we we're just being followed oh, by you no. on Twitter. Yeah, let's Letter. get back to Letter. let's
6: get back to your products. I just want to know uh what the inspiration for the pecan twirls was. <laughs>
2: oh well we uh my, my great Keep grandma. She, she lived in South Carolina and she had a pecan tree in her backyard and I used to collect pecans up. She used to send me out. Go on outside and get the pecans. I said, Okay, grandma. So I went out there, collected them, you know. Whenever we were up to visit, and then we decided to make them into a treat because we have so many pecans. You understand? Yes,
1: and there, is it a twirl or a swirl? What is this? What is it? A pecan it's twirl? A
2: tur- I'm not going to tell you. You could call it a twirl, call it a swirl. No matter to me, as long Great. as you enjoy the taste.
1: That's
6: right. I mean, the the packaging says twirl, but that could be misleading on purpose, misdirection. So you don't hunt what? down the actual
5: conspiracy. Yeah,
6: yeah. oh, I it mean, it could actually be swirls, and they just want us to think it's twirls. Mrs. Freshly Wait, was the, the body bars. Don't understand,
2: y'all, you son, I don't understand what you're talking about, but I'm just trying to be nice and let you know that, yes, it's a twirl. <laughs> she's getting you short with the it twirl. It's fine little, with
1: me. Uh, <laughs> you know what? He's, you know what he did? He got her blood up. He it's got the wrong be, side of Mrs. Freshly. It's <laughs> going to be time for a Mrs. Freshly nap soon. I That sounds it's right like about he needs
2: the body bars. What the got? Donuts are dwindling.
1: Oh, Tim wants one of my um, I, I, I'm, I'm eating the uh, mini donuts uh, The chocolate I know they're not good for me But they taste so damn good oh, well, I can't stop The best not say ever.
2: they're not good for you I mean, <laughs> well, we all I, need a little bit you have bit two you haven't me touched. Excuse well, me Hold
1: on a second Hold on, Mrs. Freshly This guy Tim's hungry Smokes like a chimney <laughs> One of the most unhealthy people around right. He doesn't want to eat a donut that my hands touched Alright, go ahead
2: now let the young I man smoke.
5: Thank you, Mrs. Freshley. Do you still smoke? My
2: grandfather smoked like a chimney and he lived till about ninety seven. Wow. He died pretty young for our family. But <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's
2: all right. Everybody if you think Eric now listen. Yes, ma'am. Everybody in the past smoked. Yes, true. Not everybody died of smoking.
1: No, but everybody if the
2: young man prefers a cigarette after dinner (laughs) or after a long day at work, let him have a little cigarette for himself.
1: Thank you, Mrs. Ashley. A buddy bar and a cigarette is a good way to end each day
2: (laughs) Well, you know what's nice Mm -hmm. in the morning is you get a nice cinnamon bun. And a black coffee
1: mm-hmm.
2: and a little bit of a cigarette. Now, I used to smoke back when I was just a girl.
1: What, 90, but that was just
2: 92 93 time.
1: You're 92, 93 years old back when you were just oh, a girl. Oh, yeah,
2: when I was much younger, 96, I believe it was. <laughs> and I gave it up because my doctor said it was no good for me. But I said, well, every once in a while I catch a little cigarette, it's not going to kill you. Just like my my cupcake. You could have a, yourself a cupcake, or it's it a, a sort of like a Twinkie, but I don't call them Twinkies. You, you, you know, see,
1: yeah, that's you. You seem to me like a lady who might enjoy a corn cob pipe. Okay,
2: well, now my a, uncle smoked a corn cob pipe. You mean back then? You know they made them out of corn cobs.
1: Yeah, that's why they're called corn cob pipes. You ever well, send? You, know.
2: you,
5: you ever send your sons out to rough up the tasty cake, people? <laughs>
2: Oh no! I knew the taste of uh, I a taste cake. I knew war. that family.
6: Oh, those, well, those are carpet backers, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nineteen
8: thirty-seven. more of the cakes. They <laughs> set
2: up a factory here in Georgia for a while, but they. Uh, it was during the depression. They tried to make something happen. But,
5: uh, How
6: about you little know, Debbie? You ever smack her my, around?
2: My homegrown treats. Uh, you, well the, the story I heard with little French. Debbie
6: was they were best friends. They were yeah. actually neighbors and oh. there was a falling out. Mrs. Freshley
1: yes. and Little Debbie are actually related. I believe she's little Debbie is your niece or something and it's too bad the stories you hear about you guys not talking or you know, it's well
6: she ran away with bit. some of the the, the recipes. She ah, took some of them this of them. Is little Debbie. <laughs>
2: We did have a falling out. Now, Debbie, you Hold know on. it's
1: true. Now we have a little Debbie here. I want to, We've given you plenty of time. I want to hear your side of the story. Did you steal Mrs. Freshley's recipes? I cooked the recipe for the
0: peanut butter and made my signature peanut butter thing away. I, I came up with the ideas for zebra cakes one day when I saw two people... At the zoo, looking at a zebra and eating one of Mrs. Fresh's boring, unfrosted frosted on. On cakes. On I said, well, let's take that cake and make it a new zebra cake.
2: I promised you a long time ago I wasn't going to fight with you anymore. We <laughs> had this
0: kind of conversation No matter about even if
2: I can prove that you stole my fudge creams recipe. <laughs> now we Now, we both know that.
0: Pinwheels and nothing at all like pecan swirls. My mini
2: donuts, you stole that recipe. Well, the, that's big,
0: the,
6: the big point of contention is the buddy bars, which are the Mrs. Freshley's, and the nutty bars, nutty bars. <laughs> which are the
0: little Debbie. I'm the one buddy. who added the 2x layer cookie wafer. See, Miss-
2: she does, this is what she does now. She takes a little bit of the truth. She adds Hang on, let me hit my so vaporizer. She can say, now you I see, quit smoking
0: five years ago and have been vaping ever since.
2: Now you see how much healthier I sound than this young woman. It just shows you what a what a life a lying and cheating will do for you.
0: I got a cloud competition to enter call my. God. Device a mouth fedora.
2: Well, she's trying to stay young and hit with the people. And that's Eric, right. I think you would agree with me that that's just no way to live. Once, Once a year, no. we
0: take a different mold for the zebra cakes and we make it look like a Christmas tree.
2: Now, you notice that's... I have never stolen that idea, right, even right. though I surely uh, could have. <laughs> because I myself am yeah. a woman of... Uh, clarity and yeah. truth, <laughs> unlike this I, the, young lady.
6: The, 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 I it's interesting you say that, Mrs. Freshly, because Lord. there's oh, hold on, a story. Wait, 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 Greg, hold on. Greg.
1: <laughs> 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 I threw my back out a couple days ago. You got to be is, careful,
0: young man. This is
1: actually oh, no. I, physically hurting me. I,
6: well, uh, we got we to... Uh, there's the, the the story the official story be- behind the swiss rolls is that Mrs. Freshley had a swiss family move in across the street in the year 1918, they moved in, and this is a variation. This, well, this is a variation on the recipe from that Swiss family. But yes. looking into the records of Georgia, the first Swiss family didn't actually even move into the state until 1928. And that's what, what, little, that's what
1: little Debbie brought. That was when little no, but there's the little Debbie's contention. The official
6: story of the Swiss roll says this happened in 1918, and there's a real discrepancy. And in the, the documents. No, well, you, 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 right you preach truth and virtue to me. <laughs> And you are full of it, really. Is what I'm trying to say.
2: You're getting mighty. No, I think
6: that what you are. He's getting uppity. I I just all I'm saying is that I think that you are a a businesswoman who seizes opportunities and uses her sweet image to manipulate people into
0: giving their money for (laughs) mm, (laughs) mediocre snack cakes. Well, my
2: goodness, I got a stick up
0: for my grandma or whatever aunt.
2: Listen, let me just clarify something. Yes, like yes. I yes. said before, things were not as documented as they are today. Yes, oh yeah, so that was, it was very Swiss convenient for lies,
1: right? Greg, have
0: you help a need fudge Such a
2: young man who has no. Those were my experience. favorites.
0: Have <laughs> you helped? Hold, a hold on, oatmeal
1: cream pack. Well, I think nah. what Mrs. Freshly is saying is that there could have been a Swiss family across the street in 1918, and it just went undocumented because in those days, things weren't as documented. Why I know I the story.
2: something like that? I just, I don't know. Tell them the truth. They
1: were Germans,
2: <laughs> and it was so close
0: to the war that you didn't want to tell anybody.
2: Now, they may well have been from Germany and just told maybe they had some... Ancestors Some from Switzerland I don't know But they just Would hang out In the kitchen with me With me and my mom You know
8: what You know what Mrs. Freshly I feel like You want a banana twin (laughs) I feel like if Mrs. Freshy sold the Swiss roll and had right. the ability to
1: manufacture, That's it, There's nothing wrong with that. I don't think at the uh, at the tender young age of 127 no. that no. she needs to be defending herself. Now oh.
2: listen, young man. The other the, the, Greg? the angry man. Yeah,
1: yeah. No. I'm going to
2: you- send you a limited edition strawberry filled cupcake. And I hope that we can mend these broken ties.
0: Before they get there, look in the mail for some jelly cream (laughs) pies.
2: Well, now you go ahead and eat those jelly cream pies, but you just need to understand that it's coming from a young woman (sighs) who. As stolen recipes from my great grandparents.
0: You never she made her
2: life's work a lie. Aunt, Aunt what? And if you feel good about yourself and eating those treats you know coming from a liar, then you go right ahead.
0: The fudge rounds were never part of your recipe. The all
2: fudge rounds. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me just calm down.
8: Calm down, Mrs. Freshly. Mrs. Freshly Friday.
6: Does anyone want to play Jeremy Hostess?
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Does Hi. anyone want to play the role of Hostess. Jeremy Hustace? Hi, it's Jeremy Hostet here.
7: We
5: have now, some of Jeremy the best snacks.
1: <laughs> They, <laughs> did you?
7: God. I used to do all the internal decorations oh, well, I am sorry, I did all the decorations
5: for Mrs. Presley's house and I found this recipe book open one time and I said, Jeremy, you need to steal this right now Oh my god, you could make it and I was the hostess with the mostess So you fessed right up to it, you stole the recipe Sure, recipes. yeah, zingers oh. I've done
2: a lot for this young man and I've, he's left me in the lurch
5: Oh, I'm so sorry, you know, because hostess makes the best snacks ever Okay, I'm the one who said <laughs> They Let's- do,
2: because they use me my
5: okay, let's make this delicious little thing <laughs> and make it so it never expires. You can eat a Twinkie. One hundred and fifty years after you bought it,
1: oh. <laughs> <laughs> something about when you said that word
5: Twinkie, you lit up. <laughs> I love Twinkies, yeah. especially, <laughs> the, especially the
8: fudge-covered one. Twinkies don't stay around long; in my no. they're gone. Can uh, so yeah, I tell you guys
1: something? I don't like Twinkies. And look at me; I'm eating. I'm fifty-two years old. Sorry, Autumn. Mentioned the age. I'm eating uh, mini donuts. I'm I'm somebody who's I'm a, a snack hound, and. Even when I was a kid, I don't get what is great about twinkies it's just that yellow uh, cake I don't, and I don't buy them if they're around. Crappy the cream inside, not even now, like good cream. If you hear
2: this young man's voice, you'll understand why so many Hostess products are filled with cream. <laughs> you, you drove Dolly the twinkies, Madison off. Ho, ho! The, the ding dong. <laughs> cream drove- pie.
1: <laughs> Dolly Madison was the first lady of the United States. I know, but she- when when Mrs. Freshly was born. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> They have the best coffee cakes.
8: Oh, what a cake episode. Wait, Drake?
6: Oh, yeah, the British, uh, British Drake is now in the room.
0: Uh, you know what? <laughs> I made a trip over to the United States in the early part of the 20th century. I <laughs> had like, a nice meeting with Mrs. Freshley, and I said, Well, your cakes are delicious. We can't call them something else in my country. I so we decided. I, would you please let me finish? I know you speak very slowly, but
2: that's not part <laughs> of the course. I apologize courses. for well, interrupting.
0: This is very American. Did I take over? Were you going to do the voice? I'm sorry. No, but, no, I want you to do it. No, because we decided that. Okay, Drake's is coming in. You no, know
2: I don't mean to interrupt, so I'm sorry for interrupting.
0: Well there we are. Um, Drake's cakes.
6: Are <laughs> I some would of never
2: the- mean to do something like wait, that.
0: Wait, 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 the Duke of the Duke of
6: Enterman is also in there.
2: <laughs> This is the Duke of Intamins <laughs>
0: My chocolate donuts! No, so the funny bone. See, we took the funny bone. We took the idea of the Swiss roll. (laughs) And instead of free cream frosting, we put uh, peanut butter frosting in it. It's it's a funny bone. And we took the twinkie, and we called it Zoinks. And we thought, well, over in London, people wonder, they don't know what a twinkie is, but they'll know what a zoink is. (laughs) And then have yourself a sunny doodle. I think there's orange in it. (laughs) I think the (laughs) intimates
1: guy has to be some sort of... (laughs) Nazi like yes. this. You will enjoy right. the intimate
0: crumb cake or you will not leave this room. <laughs>
4: okay. It is the
0: best crumb cake in the world. <laughs> you anti crumb cake. And our donuts are soft donuts, the cinnamon variety on the top. Yabul! Yabool
1: <laughs> <Yabble. laughs> Autumn, it's time for you to go. It's six minutes after I one You know I have to go. No. <laughs> have to have go. a ring
2: ding! <laughs> Have a ring ding. I just love being Mrs. Freshly. Oh, it's wonderful.
1: Uh, we're going to do a whole Mrs. Freshly I podcast could, you know as if
8: we it's, didn't today. Mrs. Freshly's voice to me is so relaxing. I can just know. listen to her.
1: Oh, you sh- well, I
2: have thank a- you uh, so much. Uh,
1: you should do audio books. So I can go to sleep at night. Yeah. <laughs>
2: it was the best time. So it was the worst time. <laughs> <laughs> Call me Ishmael. Okay, uh,
1: man. Get on out of here. Hey, hey hope, please
2: keep your fingers crossed that I squish out this baby. Well, I hope that
1: you do when your husband's around, because we found out in the last show that you're like 40 miles yeah. from the hospital.
2: <laughs> I'm 30 minutes on... 30 When minutes? the wind blows, right?
8: You know, if it happens in the early hours of the morning, there won't be a lot of traffic. Oh, where,
2: yeah, it'll be yeah. fine.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Listen, you're in labor for a long time, usually. Mm-hmm.
1: Usually. Alright. Good yeah. luck. Thanks. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. See ya. Bye. Um. Uh. Yeah, Greg, so warm. Bye. I said bye. You that know... Since the whole show has been Mrs. Freshly and I'm all fine with that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This guy, I'm still on about this doomsday clock because I just want people to understand. Two and a half minutes to midnight, It means nothing. Mm -hmm. It means nothing. And because I have Greg here, we talked about it on the radio hour a little bit. This idiot, this guy, Lawrence Krauss, back me up on this, Greg. Just a complete and total douche. Right. This guy hates anybody that's not a progressive liberal. What's his background? Who is he? His background is he's on these. uh, Greg and I see him. He's on these popular science shows, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, about string theory and such on the science channel and things. Are we having trouble again? Okay, uh, that Mrs. Freshly stuff was just so good. Static. I, w- I would hate for that Mrs. Freshly stuff. If I go back later on and the Mrs. Freshly stuff <laughs> is not being heard on Facebook Live, I'll be very angry. Not at you or anyone in particular. I'll just be... Mark Zuckerberg. I'll just have rage.
8: Yeah. There, Mark will Zuckerberg. Be, there will be the audio pers- portion of it that
1: you can download. That is correct.
6: Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, this <laughs> and Lawrence guy... Lawrence Krauss, I mean, he, he wants to be one of the popular scientists out there. And uh, he doesn't know really... His approach to that, so yeah, he, he puts on his attitude. He wants
1: chicks. Well, look, here's huh. the thing: the, but 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 nobody mentions it in the coverage because they just say scientist. But and, when did he
6: take over the Doomsday Clock? I don't way, know. Because, I don't know because that thing has been around since the 40s. Yeah. And how old is Krause? I'm gonna look at yeah. hey, Kraus's
5: count the pockmarks. marks <laughs> <laughs> come on
6: Al.
1: don't go low road uh,
6: <laughs> he's 62 years old he was born in 54 so and the Doomsday clock was from 47
1: yeah well i mean those guys aren't still alive who started it no i understand that but when did he when was he handed the keys the, the key to wine? i don't know if he's clock? even the, the lead guy But I was just looking at stories and I saw pictures of him being the guy unveiling the new countdown clock. And it's interesting to me that in none of the stories do they mention that this guy is a rabid anti-Republican, which is fine. This is America. He has every right to his own politics. But for people to act like, you know, when you say scientist, what you're trying to get across to people is neutrality, right? Just open to the facts, A scientist, not an emotional response, but a scientific response that is based on facts as best as they can be gathered. And no one in any of these stories says, oh, by the way, this guy is an extreme Republican hater. And I think that should be in the stories. I mean, you don't have to put it in that language, but that he is an activist. He's a progressive activist who hates Republicans. You know, that might give you some... Idea as to why the cock cl- the clock down the clock down the countdown clock it has changed has
6: changed yeah but okay, it's not only him you can say that's an idea they're saying it's the rise of nationalism Trump the rise is of a, certainly
1: Greg uh, Greg it started with the atomic scientists it was about nuclear weapons atomic weapons and how atomic weapons would end the world not climate change not uh, all of these other not rhetoric. You know, it was about the fact that we suddenly, as human beings, had the ability to mm. end humanity. So it was an idea to sort of put oh, it sure. out there. Sure, I know, I understand that. And that's, you know, there's no conservative or liberal that you can find that would argue with the idea if we let go all the nukes, humanity would end. So that's a fact.
8: There are a lot – a lot of people are troubled by the Trump presidency
1: and troubled by right. things like Brexit. So maybe the feeling of but the world is But don't pretend that that's science. <clears throat> right. so these scientists are so – they can't understand why there are people who disagree with them on, on, on the climate and things like this. And I was talking about this on the radio show. The scientists were the ones who became political. And when they became political, well, that – You're not going to walk into a political arena and not be challenged. That's the idea of the political arena. When you say, oh, he threw his hat into the the ring. that, That means it's on. I understand it's going to be a battle. And it's not just about science that And point. for scientists to step into that and feel as if everybody's just going to bow down and just agree with everything they say, they made the mistake of becoming political. And this doomsday clock is another example of that. It's not science. There's nothing scientific about it being two and a half minutes till doomsday. Nothing. Greg, can you think of anything scientific? A scientific metric that says, I will put the clock at two and a half minutes before doomsday.
6: No, it's just a gauge. I don't know why you're getting so riled up about because it's it,
1: buy it because it's the Washington Post. <laughs> the Washington Post headline is: Hold on here, the Doomsday Clock just advanced thanks to Trump. It's now just two and a half minutes to midnight. What was it before Trump?
6: It was three minutes. Three minutes before Trump. <laughs> it, they, the last time they updated it was uh, 2015. Uh, it went from five minutes to three minutes because of Obama. 2015. Uh, that's, I think, when they started North getting into Korea. climate change. Yeah, the yeah. modernization of nuclear weapons in the United States and Russia, Damn. problem of nuclear waste and climate change. I think it looks like uh, I'm trying to figure out when climate change actually If climate change were going back to 2010, it's there. Yeah. Uh, nuclear test in North Korea was 20, 2007.
1: Um, I got news for you uh, that's Kim Jong un a- is <laughs> 900,000 times more dangerous with nuclear weapons than Donald Trump, but it just ain't fun to be against Kim Jong-un because nobody's for him. It's just a lot more fun. The idea that in the last six days, we moved 30 seconds closer to doomsday is idiotic. (laughs) It's idiotic. And why does does it bother me so much, Greg? It's the way that it's covered. Oh, scientists say, this is science. Are you one of these science deniers? Of course, is it,
6: is it presented that way? I think, yeah, it's a nice story to pile on with the current political climate. Uh, but is anyone saying that you deny science if you say that eh, this clock is arbitrary?
1: Okay, let me just say this: are, let's maybe no, nobody's saying that, but are, there's no doubt that this is hiding behind science. So, by the way, trying Christ, to appear to be scientific.
6: Um, sure. I mean, because the scientists are in charge of it, and they supposedly have a better grasp of you know these things uh Krauss is a jerk, by the way. I mean, I'll, I'll still agree with you. That guy I
1: have, is full of applause. I have – he is so arrogant. I yes, have turned he's, off – I have turned off. I go to these – I love the science stuff. I, don't, I love things on string theory and stuff like that. And it, it doesn't get really deep enough on Discovery. So you learn about it there and then on, you can go to YouTube and you can see these great sort of presentations done by really smart people. And sometimes I like to watch those. And any time this guy is on – I end up turning it off because he's so arrogant. He's so full of himself. And how you end up always criticizing the Republican Party when you're at a symposium about string theory, I have no idea. But he does that. And, you know, for years ago, I turned him off. And this guy just hates conservatives, he hates anybody that's not a total Dem. And so he turned me off. And this story's been going around for two days and I didn't notice until today that he was the guy ah. that was unveiling. So that's why I'm full of the the pea and vinegar. The venom. On it. Because I noticed no. that guy.
6: <clears throat> yeah, that's fine. I mean I I don't know. It's a goofy concept. It's been around for a while. It's it's something that, you know, people like to scare themselves. They look at it and I think that's serving oh. the that purpose. I I I saw the headlines yesterday, but I didn't read the story, so I wasn't sure if it was being presented in such a manner. Where it's like, this is science, and you better believe this.
1: Science! 1991,
6: by the way, 17 minutes uh, away from midnight.
1: Because of the uh, the, the end of the Cold War. The end of the Cold War, and then we started started getting rid of nuclear weapons.
6: Yeah, arms reduction treaty. Or nuclear.
8: Just call it what it is, the
1: doomsday gauge. The doomsday gauge. It's not even a gauge. What are the methods? Who Mm. decides? So if if, – Liberal scientists don't like a Republican president. That's not right. Then things are more dangerous suddenly because I don't like this guy. Yeah. So right there, you just have no reason for it. Maybe I've I've said too much about it. I guess it is a stupid thing. Perhaps I should have more faith in people. That uh, they're not stupid enough to follow. For, hey, you follow can get angry thing.
6: that Krause is involved and he's a jerk. And, and that, he that is a jerk. Your, you need, need to stop going to these
0: progressive tech blogs. I go there all the time. And all these millennials and they're always He made.
6: just wants to be loved like Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yes. And Krause. So he, just, yes. he can't get it. He's not
5: he handsome, though.
1: Well, no, <laughs> no. he's uh, he's got the pockmark thing, and a lot of times when he shows up in these documentaries, uh, these science shows, he's like, uh, they've always got him, like, shadowed. like uh, <laughs> Don't like, it's you like too bright. Like Meet the Beatles or something, right. like half, half his face is dark. John Merrick. <laughs> I am John Merrick. I am me. I am not a man. scientist. I am not a number.
8: Man,
5: I killed my voice doing that.
8: What, uh, Little
1: Debbie? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was awesome, though. That argument is going to make my weekend. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Go ahead and hit it. That was this episode of the Von Hessler Doctrine. We'll chat with you on the next one. Until then, go Falcons and get off my lawn. I mean, I know the Falcons are playing this weekend. I'm just saying go in the next week. Yeah.